I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund, who just is finishing up all of his work from the Rise 11 on 11 camp that was held this weekend up at PLU. Lots of in-state athletes as well as UW target, targets up at that camp. Uh, recruiting updates, a legacy, former um, big time player from Washington's son was offered over this weekend or the last couple of days. And Washington gets a commit from a big time offensive lineman. Scott, the big camp up at PLU, lots of teams up there. Lots. Tell people about that because coaches were allowed to be there and it uh, looks like Tennessee was there. Tell people a little bit about what it was, who was there and that type of thing. Yeah, uh, so basically it's uh, in the middle of spring football, so the players can be padded, and they're doing an 11-on-11 camp, where uh, and it's just their teams. It's not like these all-star teams that you see with 7-on-7s and things like that. It was with their teams. Um, there was, uh, I want to say, roughly 26, 27, 28 schools, something like that, that were on hand. Uh, they had four fields going. Actually, more than that, they, they were doing half fields, so... They had eight fields going and lots of really talented guys. Stillicum was there. So you had Emeka Egbuka, the big time 2021 wide receiver uh, safety prospect. Savelle Smalls, uh, Sam Heward were there with uh, Kennedy. Uh, a lot of other guys on that roster that Washington's actually looking at as well. Lincoln was there. They've got a big-time freshman that we'll talk about here in a second. And um, just a lot of really good team. Fife, Fife was there, Bethel, Graham Kapowson, so a lot of great schools. And then there were, I believe it was 19 colleges from NAIA um, up through Division Three, Division Two, and Division One, with FCS and FBS schools represented. Chris Peterson was the only head coach that I saw there today um, on Saturday, um, and uh, there was most of the Husky defensive staff, and then Scott Huff was also there as well. A um, lot of good representation for the Huskies down there, and they were getting a look at some of the best players at that camp uh, as they continue to try and evaluate some of these guys. Sounds like Tennessee was there and offered um, an underclassman lineman, but uh, Tennessee being there, was there any other big-time schools there, or is that kind of an anomaly having a school like Tennessee there? Uh, I, yeah, the the Tennessee situation, I'm not exactly sure. I know that um, Brian Niedermeyer is the coach that was up here, and he actually brought another guy with him, and they were decked out in their, in their you know, orange and orange and white and all that and and walking around and they definitely stood out compared to almost everybody else but was it kevin uh, simon was that who was there uh it i don't believe it was it it was a uh it was a he was a um uh polynesian uh uh coach so um he might have just been a recruiting assistant for all i know i don't know uh who he was but i I know that he was also there but um you know um let's see i'm trying to remember some of the other ones i believe kevin Kevin simon was the linebacker at de la salle that played back in the day when dj williams was back there so he's Mm -hmm. got that connection to the west coast and he's on the staff down at tennessee he played at tennessee that's why i asked him maybe there was a little bit of a connection there and possibly the reason that they were up here yeah, and that was why Henry To'o wound up at, you know, Tennessee was such a big player for Henry To'o and they ended up getting him, was that connection as well. Right. So um, back to the, the who was there um, at San Jose State, Utah State, Washington, obviously, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. 
Cal was there. I saw Peter Sermon walking around. It was good to catch up with him for a few minutes. Uh, UCLA was up as well. Um, Stanford was supposed to be there, but something fell through or, or they decided to go to a different camp. I don't know exactly what the situation was, but they were up here last year uh, for this. This is only the second year they've done this, and uh, Washington's own Johnny DeRocher is the director of Rise, and it was this is kind of his – I don't know if it's his – his his baby but he's the one who's kind of run with it and made it into a really really great event saw him on uh saturday kind of walking around seeing everybody he thanked me for coming coming out and i'm sure he thanked everybody else for coming out it was really well attended lots of parents there lots of really good players there as well give me names of a couple guys who stood out scott Okay, well, I already mentioned Emeka Egbuka. I mean, that kid is just a freak. He's he's about 6'2", 6'3", 175 pounds. He can play wide receiver uh, or defensive back. There are some who think that he could be a first-round draft choice in the NFL if he decided to play defense. That's how good he is. But I think he really wants to play some some uh, offense, and, and he's uh, getting looked at by Washington on both sides of the ball. Junior Adams and Jimmy Lake, if he ends up committing to Washington, will end up having a battle run royal for him he's a 2021 kid out of stillicum uh obviously savelle smalls you know he's going to stand out anytime he goes anywhere he just looks the part he can get it done on the field um still a little uh you know making some decisions that i i kind of question i did it in my blog i did it in some other things where he made a really great play and he had been kind of stymied so he was pretty excited when he made this really great play on a run uh, knifed in, stopped the guy short of a first down, but then decided to get up and run toward the Puyallup coach, is the, that was the school they were facing, and then wolf at him and start chirping at him. So, you know, sometimes you're just like, and I realize he's a young kid. He's, you know, he's still only a junior in high school, but he's been around this long enough. You just would think he would know better by now, but he doesn't. So Sam Heward was also there because Kennedy was playing. So, you know, he was there with Savelle. Uh, Junior Adam, or I'm sorry, Junior um, Alexander was there. He's a big-time 2021 uh, wide receiver prospect. Just real quick, Scott, I don't know if you saw this. Junior Alexander offered by Cal today. Yeah, and doesn't surprise me. He's had a really, really good spring, and and from everything that I've heard, there were there were some initial concerns with uh, maybe some of his work ethic, you know, in the classroom and things like that. But from everything I'm aware of, he is dialed in on that, really buckled down and and got got things where they need to be academically, and he's really working hard both academically and. Um, in the uh, weight room and, and just working on the football stuff. I, I, I imagine a, an offer from Washington is coming here pretty soon as well. Um, now, Jabez Tanay is also on that team, and that's another guy that Washington likes a lot. Um, I don't remember seeing him on Saturday. I'm sure he was probably there, but I don't remember seeing him, so that's why I'm not really mentioning him uh, that much. Um, another guy who uh, really stood out, and he's a guy that I think is kind of a borderline kid for Washington. I don't know if they'll end up offering him or not, but he's a kid by the name of Brandon Cooper. He's a defensive end prospect out of Bethel High School. Really, really talented kid, and uh, six three, almost six four. About 245 pounds in that range, 245, 250 pounds. Um, really physical at the point of attack. Knows how to use his hands. Extends really well. Um, he plays the edge for Bethel, but uh, I heard a couple um, scouts think that he, he they thought that he would probably have to move inside because he wasn't quite as explosive as he needed to be. But that's another guy. And, and he kind of snuck up on me because I remember him from last year uh, when I – 
when when I went and watched um, Bethel play in a game last year, but he did not stand out to me at all during that game. And then all of a sudden, this kid's going out and blowing up plays, and and he's already got an offer from uh, Utah. Uh, has a few other schools that are really interested in him. So uh, that was definitely a kid that was a bit of a surprise. And one last guy that I'll mention is a kid out of uh, Graham Kapowson. Uh, he is a, he was the number one wide receiver for Dylan Morris last year. His name is Malachi Roberson. Uh, he's not very big. My guess is he's probably in the five, nine, five, 10 range. He's probably 160 pounds, 170 pounds. That kid, he was probably the best player on the field on Saturday. I mean, he just ran circles around people. He looked unbelievable. And one last kid I want to mention, you know, we can talk about Julian Simon from, from Lincoln here in a second because he was getting evaluated by the Husky coaches. But there's a kid by the name of Jaden Dwayne. Or I'm sorry, Jaden Wayne. He's an incoming eighth grader, six, four and a half, 205 pounds. He is going to be special. If he lives up to what he just showed us on uh, Saturday, he didn't play a lot because he hasn't really even done much with the varsity team yet. But man, this kid, it, this kid looks special. I mean, you do not see kids his size at his age be as coordinated as he is. And he just showed some unbelievable um, ability to go up and get the ball and, and do some different things. So I was really, by the way, I said it was Brandon Cooper. It's actually Robert Cooper, by the way, the kid from Bethel, the defensive end. But uh, anyway, back to uh, Jaden Wayne. I mean, special, special kid. Keep an eye out for that, that kid. Tennessee offered an offensive lineman. Uh, what was that about? Who was yeah. it? Tell us a story. They actually offered two offensive linemen, two underclass, uh, their freshman offensive linemen. So they're 2022 kids. One was David Ayuli. We've talked a little bit about him on the podcast before. He's a offensive lineman out of uh, Puyallup. He started as a, uh, I almost just said true freshman. He started as a freshman at um, Puyallup at left tackle. He's about 6'4". He was 340, I think, 330, 340 in uh, last year. He slimmed down a little bit. He looks like he's around 300 pounds even. He looked really good, but he had a bit of a foot injury, so he was just watching and supporting his team on the sidelines. He supposedly received an offer from Tennessee. And then uh, the other one is a kid by the name of Malik Agbo. He's a 6'5", 296-pounder from Todd Beamer High School, played, I think, I think he played right tackle for them. I don't know exactly. I haven't watched the film yet, but uh, this year he was playing left tackle and and uh, really getting after some guys. So it was it was really impressive. And and a lot of people think his recruiting is going to blow up. There are some rumors he might be transferring to Eastside Catholic. That hasn't happened yet, to my knowledge, because he was out there with Todd Beamer. But uh, something to keep an eye on and name for people to remember because he's a really good one. Sam Heward, the commit to Washington, he was there. Give people a little bit of a scouting report. Um, boy, when you just watch him throw, he just looks so effortless. He just looks so smooth. Yeah, he. You know, I saw him a couple weeks ago when he when they were at the Atavis Seven on Seven tournament that was run by Tracy Ford and was really impressed with him um, that weekend. This weekend, I was still impressed with him. Just not quite. He wasn't quite at his pinpoint, but some of that is just. You know, you got a pass rush now. You got all these different things going on. It's the, you got your pads on. They've only had the pads on for I think about a week, if that. Um, he he was long on a couple throws, but he put a couple that were just unbelievable right on the outside shoulder for the wide receiver, out of the reach of the of the defensive back. Unbelievable throws, throws that that just don't 
happen with high school uh, quarterbacks. And I talked to one scout and he said that, you know, most people like I would agree that he's the best quarterback that I've ever seen come out of the state of Washington. And this scout agreed. But this scout also said behind Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence, the current quarterback at Clemson, there isn't a better high school quarterback that has come out than Sam Heward. That I think that's wow. pretty high praise. Yeah, compare Sam Heward's throwing motion to yours when you were the same age, 16, Scott. Well, I'm a righty. He's a lefty. <laughs> so, <laughs> And lefties, I'm sorry, you know, my son, my oldest son is going to be a lefty. And, hey, my, my younger son is kind of favoring that hand right now as well. But lefties just throw the ball so much. Their, their motion is so much prettier. Um, and he just he looks like his uncle. He totally looks like his uncle throwing the ball the way they the way they throw the ball, the way they stand stand in the pocket and everything like that. Um, you know, I I really, really uh liked what I saw. I, I've I've liked what I've seen from Sam Heward since he was a freshman for Kennedy and he's only gotten better and, and he is only getting better. He's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. He's adding size. Someone said, Hey, he's finally up to 185 pounds. So, uh, you know, on a six, two frame, six, three frame, whatever he is, you know, um, he needs to get, get bigger, but that's just going to come with time. I think he's going to be a special quarterback at the university of Washington in a couple of years. You're just not used to seeing that from a 16 year old. Well, and especially up here. Yeah, you can compare him to the top quarterbacks in the country, but then you keep on saying he's 16. Yeah, well, the the other thing to consider, too, is, I mean, this state has had some unbelievable quarterbacks come out of it. I mean, you got Drew Bledsoe, you've got Billy Joe Hobart, Mark, uh, not Mark Prunell, Billy Joe Hobart. You've got the two Heward brothers, Damon and, and Brock, his his dad and his uncle, uh, Chris Chandler. I already said Drew Bledsoe, Chris Chandler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of, uh, you know, Jake Locker for he wasn't the greatest quarterback to ever come out of the state, but he had a really pretty throwing motion. I mean, this guy is so leaps and bounds above all of those other guys coming out of high school. And he's not even coming out of high school. He's still got two years left. So um, he should, in my opinion, uh, if he continues down the road, he's continuing. He's going to challenge. all of the records that have been set. Uh, Brett Rippon um, set the the record for the most passing yards in a career. I think it's it's definitely within reach for um, uh, Sam. And um, I think the most touchdowns are by Kellen Moore. And I think he, he has a very good chance to do either one of those. You know, Jacob Eason is another really good quarterback that's come out of this state. Sam Heward is much further ahead of where Jacob Eason was at this same time. It, it's get, pretty scary how good he is. I was giving uh, Damon and Sam's dad a little bit of a hard time because last year in the first game, Luke threw, I mean, uh, Sam threw for nine touchdowns in the first half. Mm-hmm. And, and Damon's response was, as a senior at Washington for the season, I had 14, including mm-hmm. the bowl, including the bowl game. So yeah, it was <laughs> anyway. a different era though. You know, it's yeah. it's hard. You know, when especially when we make these lists because that's some of the things that Chris Fetters uh, and I are working on is just some historical lists of Husky players and where they rank and where we think they sit and everything like that. And it's so hard because, I mean, Don Heinrich was a hell of a quarterback, but he threw the ball maybe in an eight-game season, he threw the ball like 150 times. You know, you can do that in three games nowadays. Tell people, 
I'm sorry. Tell people about, uh, I wanted to move on to Julian Simon before we get into some other stuff, but uh, got offers from everywhere in the country. He looks like he's 35 years old, but mm-hmm. no offer from Washington. No offer yet, but I think it's coming. I, I I will be shocked if he doesn't have one before the summer is over with. And and if it's not in the summer, then it, I think it'll definitely happen here in the next, uh, you know, by the time his uh, junior season's over with. He's a really talented kid. He's about 6'2", 220 pounds. He, he can play outside linebacker. He plays running back for them, a little wide receiver. I think he's a defensive guy. Wherever Whatever he ends up doing in college, I think it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. He was really being looked at by Jimmy Lake and uh, Chris Peterson and Bob Gregory were all standing there in the end zone watching him play. And I was kind of standing behind them and watching them, you know, because the coaches can't talk to us about these kids. So... I was just kind of standing behind them, watching them, and and you could see there was one play where Simon chose to run around a block instead of taking it on, and the running back just ran right off the hip of his offensive lineman and went in for a touchdown. And you could see the coaches kind of making the hand motion like he should have taken on the block, and they would have stopped him. So I think there's just a lot of... I don't want to say concern. I think they just want to see him be a little bit more physical and see how he plays in space, making tackles, being a little more physical. He he looked a lot quicker than I remembered him last year when I watched him play. I was standing down there with another friend of ours, a friend of the site that that uh, has been to a lot of these things, seen a lot of these kids. And and he, he said initially when he watched him, he thought he was going to be a little bit stiff. He's not quite as stiff as we both thought he was going to be. But when you watch him stretch, you know, there's, there's guys that I, you know, the elite talent at, you know, offensive line, linebacker, all these guys – can are really guys who aren't um, don't have tight muscles. You know, they're they're very um, flexible and things like that. Julian Simon is not that guy, and I think that's one of the concerns of the Husky coaching staff. I think another concern is that, like you said, Kim, this is a guy who's had a beard since he was about, uh, you know, it seems like seven years old. I almost said that since seventh grade, and I think there's some concern that he might be topped out physically before he even gets to campus. And and that's something that these coaches have to project. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But I think that's another concern that the Husky coaching staff are probably trying to work through. Big time commit for Washington offensive lineman out of Denver, Colorado. He had taken a trip to Oregon. A lot of crystal balls who were projecting him to go to Oregon. And then he took a visit to Washington. Tell people about Roger Rosengarten. Yeah, and you know he's a uh, you know he's a four star on the on the twenty four seven database. He's uh, ranked hundred thirteenth in, in the nation and the twelfth best offensive tackle in the nation. Washington got a big time kid. Uh, they reeled him in, and Scott Huff has really proven his chops. Um, as far as Rosengarden, he's uh, about 6'5", 275, 280 pounds. Uh, we've got him listed at 6'7". That is not correct. Washington put him in at about 6'5", is what he told me. So, um, But, you know, a left tackle of the future for the University of Washington. They worked really hard to get him. Oregon got the visit, and he was all but locked up. From everything that I've been told, he was all but locked up for Oregon. And But he did promise Washington he was going to take an official visit, so he took it. 
And Washington just absolutely blew him away. I think a, a big thing that really played uh, for him was the Built for Life program, how Washington takes care of their players after school um, is over with, after they're done with their playing days, you know, the connections that they have. I think one another thing that he really liked was the fact that just all these high-tech companies and big-time businesses are out here uh, out of the city of Seattle and, this, you know, the Puget Sound region, and that a lot of them hire from the University of Washington. I think that's a big selling point plus he also liked the fact that the development of players in the university of washington's football program especially guys like trey adams caleb mcgarry nick harris these are all guys who are going to be playing in the nfl here over the next couple of years and you're also going to see guys like jackson kirkland and henry bainavalu i believe is a is an nfl guy i think luke wattenberg is a borderline nfl guy you know, there's a lot of really good offensive linemen in this, and you're going to see Washington start to churn out these NFL guys, and I think that's something that he saw and he wanted to be part of. A legacy, part of the national championship team. Mark Bruner's son was offered, was it today, Scott? Yes, it was earlier today, and, and uh, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, people are going to be listening to this Tuesday morning, so it was actually Monday afternoon, we'll just say Monday afternoon, that he got the offer. He was supposed to come up for the Washington Rising Stars camp and and take part in that and then part be part of the barbecue. And I think a lot of people thought he was going to get offered at that. Um, but then um, something kind of broke down um, and he needed to go to a basketball camp with his, his high school team because he plays uh, basketball at Redmond High School, and they went to a basketball camp. They're going to a basketball camp in Eastern Washington this coming weekend, so he wouldn't wasn't going to be able to be there. So the Husky coaches asked him and his family to come over, and that's when they made their offer. Um, and uh, Brandon Huffman had found out that uh, he was uh, going to be heading over to the University of Washington, and he made his uh, crystal ball prediction. I made mine shortly after he did. Um, I just think. Um, this one's going and going to go end up going in Washington's way. I think it's just a matter of uh, when, not if. And uh, he's going to be a really solid pickup for them if and when he does uh, commit to them. He's about 6'2", a little over 200 pounds right now. He needs to put on some size, but he's got a good frame, and I think he can. I think he can add some serious size once he gets into a a uh, college strength and conditioning program. He's going to play middle linebacker at the University of Washington, but he does have the speed and instincts to play outside, so don't be surprised if they give him a look outside as well. Camps this weekend up at UW, Scott. Yeah, Dirt Dog Camp and the and the, um, and the the Rising Stars Camp are both going to be this weekend. They're on Saturday. It's an all-day kind of thing going on up there, and uh, I'll be there. I know a few other people will be there. I think Huffman, Brandon Huffman told me he was prob- probably going to be there. Um, and you know, we can't talk to kids or anything like that. We can only just sit in the stands and watch and see what's going on. But, uh, you know, really, uh, full day, uh, that day, because the Huskies are going to have a lot of really talented kids in Jalen McMillan, the big time wide receiver from Fresno is going to be up. He's a four star, probably the top receiver on their board right now. He's going to be up. I believe Sawyer Racanelli is going to be up. Uh, guard Memelar told me a while ago that he's going to be there. I'm kind of working on a list and putting it together, but um, there were some other guys that were hoping to make it, but it doesn't sound like they're going to make it. Rome Odunzi, the wide receiver from uh, Bishop Gorman, is not going to be there. Neither is Gary Bryant, the kid out of Corona Centennial. Those are two 
uh, wide receivers that are very high on their board. But another guy who is very high on their board as a wide receiver is LV Bunkley Shelton. And he is out of Sarah High School uh, down there in Gardenia. And I believe he's in the six foot, six one range, maybe 170 pounds, kind of skinny, but very, very talented uh, slot wide receiver and uh, really likes Washington quite a bit. I think this visit up here could be uh, big for them. And then uh, two more commits that I do know that will be on campus are Ethan Garbers, the quarterback, and Mark Redman, the tight end from Corona Del Mar. Those two teammates are going to be up on campus as well. So big-time representation from the commits from the 20, uh, uh, 2020 recruiting class. Anything Sam, else? Sam Heward will also be there as well. Anything else we need to know about uh, recruiting anything? Uh, you know, there's about? there's just a lot going on right now. Um, over the next couple weeks, Washington's going to wrap things up a while ago. I think it was back in like mid-April I made the prediction that there would be 10 commits to the University of Washington by uh, the end of June. And right now we're sitting at six. I think we could see Carson Bruner pop here pretty soon. That would be number seven. I think uh, Garen Hatchett, the offensive lineman out of Ferndale, is very close to making a decision, and I think right now Washington is the heavy, heavy favorite to get him. That would be eight. And then there's two other guys, you know, that I think uh, could wind up being Huskies. I think Mikella Steen. I don't care what people are saying. I, I know he's talking about extending this out a little bit further, but I think Mikella Steen, I think Elijah um, Jackson, the two teammates from Lawndale, I think they're very close to making a decision. And I think Jacoby Covington, the cornerback, uh, defensive back, safety, whatever he plays, because he can play almost anywhere. I think the kid out of Saguaro, um, I think he's very close to making a decision. And I think Washington's the choice right now as well. So, you know, there's a there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. I think Sam Adams is another one who could pop. He's going to be over at Ohio State this weekend, but I think when he gets back, he's going to sit down with his family and make a decision or at least kind of come to a decision what he wants to do, whether he wants to commit before his season, mid, mid-season or after the season. I think Washington wants him to get into the boat now. So because they, they want their, their the majority of their class – committed before the season starts and then to just wrap things up with a good season and and a couple um big time guys in the early first two weeks of december so that's kind of what we're looking at now the coaches take most of the month of july off to either take vacations or just kind of rest up before the grind of the season happens and uh, so there won't be a ton of activity in july but whenever i say that kim you know what happens well it's like i said scott you know would you like me to tell you when the next commit's going to happen? It's when you, Fetters, and I are all busy. I'll be on the golf course. Fetters will be at a concert. And you'll have the boys out for ice cream, and then our phones will blow up. Yes, and that's none of us works. will be around a computer. So yeah, that's the way know, it works. It's just the way it works. So, you know, I say that it's going to be a little bit calmer in, in July, and I think it will be. I think you'll I think you'll see a little bit. The One other thing, um, the 19th, so this coming, uh, what what's today? Today's the 17th, so in a day and a half, um, the rest of the 2019 recruiting class is going to show up. That's guys like uh, Trent McDuffie. That's Ricky. Uh, I almost said Ricky Hamuli. Daniel Hamuli. Uh, that's Noah Nagalu. That's um, uh, Asa Turner. That's a lot of the uh, Nate Kalepo is another one. So uh, Cam Cam uh, um, Cam Davis and Taj Davis. Those two. The you know the wide receiver and the running back from. Um, you know, down at Upland High School down there in California, those guys are all coming in uh, mid mid to late this week, and they'll start their uh, um, 
what do they call that? The LEAP program right. starting next Monday. So, but they, they wanted them on campus so they could help with the recruiting efforts this weekend. So, like I said, I think you could see some action this weekend and it's going to be a little busy. And uh, I think it'll be busy until next week. I do still think there's easily going to be 10. And I wouldn't be surprised if I shorted a little bit and they get up to 11 or 12 commits on the commit list before the end of June. About five more weeks to go, July 24th, uh, Pac-12 Media Day down in uh, Burbank, California, just right down there in Hollywood. So that's July 24th, and it all kicks off then. But for the next five weeks, I'm going to be trying to play golf. Fetter's going to be trying to take it easy, and uh, we'll always have content, but uh, a little bit of a slow time. But we go from zero to 60 a couple of times uh, during the week. During yeah, the and then time, it's zero so. to 100 starting in August. Yeah, no, and then it goes crazy. So, yeah. and, uh, just, and you know, you know what? One other thing, Kim, we got to we got to just say, you know, um, Luke Monger hasn't done a lot for us recently, so because he's graduated and everything like that. But I'm going to miss Luke. I'm going to oh, miss Luke up in the booth with us. and He's still going to be around. And we're going to, I know he's going to be around, but, but uh, I'm going to miss having him around. I'm looking forward to who the next um, intern we get is. They got, they got a, they got some big shoes to fill. We may have, we may have two, by the way. Oh, okay. So, so now Luke's going to get a big head because we needed two people to replace him. He can't get too big of a head because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. once an intern, always an intern yeah. and there's always messing is with joe the kaiser still an intern i still mess with joe to this day what about molly i still mess with molly yeah you know did you know that her mom works for my wife <laughs> oh, God. small world we got going on here i don't have any lawsuits coming do i scott no none oh, at all just checking just checking nope, so. none at all all right, just a reminder, if you want those daily updates not so much daily but during the season you get them pretty daily and alerts from breaking news Shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com. Subject line newsletter will go ahead and get you signed up for those frequent updates. Not daily during you know this time of year, but frequent updates about what's going on with football, basketball, recruiting, and any other news that would pertain. Again, huskystadium at gmail.com. Subject line newsletter. We won't do one this podcast, but stay tuned to the podcast. We still got some of those betting slips where I purchased Washington betting slips to win the national championship. They're $20 tickets at 30 to one. We still got a bunch of those to give away. We got some Oregon mugs to give away and we've got some other cool stuff as well. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs.